Today's episode is brought to you from the Russell Hotel. This hotel is a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. Visit russellnashville.com to book your experience today. That's russellnashville.com. R-U-S-S-E-L-L Nashville.com What's up everybody? Welcome back to You're Not the Worst podcast hosted by yours truly, Riley Nelson. And Avery Blessing. Today... We are talking about how do you know you're in love? Specifically when you are dating someone or in a relationship or you're seeing someone and we're going to pay attention to basically like what the signs are of how you know when you're truly in love with someone. And I think every situation is different for each person. But with this episode, we kind of get into like specific detail of how you feel in certain situations with your person and how you react to like things they do and stuff like that. Thanks, Avery. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is up with me? What have I been doing? Um, let's see. I did go on that second date. Um, we went bowling. Uh, it was all right. It was fine. Like wasn't terrible. Wasn't amazing. It was just kind of, It is what it is. Like, we went bowling, and he, I don't know. I just kind of have this expectation of, like, how I want to be treated. And, like, you know, I want a guy to, like, open doors for me. And, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want them to be, like, the traditional gentleman. Yes. But also, like, no, but yes. So, like, whenever he picked me up, He didn't even open the car door and like he was on his phone and I kind of just like climbed in. I was like, hey, like, you know, and then we went bowling and I was just trying to let out my goofy side. And I'm a really big personality. Um, I like to have fun. I like to make light of situations. And he just wasn't on the same page. Like I was being goofy and like. Being like, oh, let's do trick shots, like with bowling, you know? And then he would just, like, do normal bowling. And, like, he was also so serious about bowling. I was like, dude, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. And then afterwards, he was like, well, let's go get ice cream or something. So we went and got Jenny's. And then after that, he was like, well, come back to my place. We can watch a movie. That is the instant invite for hookup. I know. And so I was like, mm, no, I'm good. I think so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just kind of like whatever. And I realized in that moment that I didn't have like romantic feelings with for him because in my head I was like, please don't kiss me. Please don't kiss me. Like and I was like, OK, Riley, like you, you don't like him. I mean, yeah, I, I was thinking about it. And like when you're talking about how you're, like, being silly and, like, just wanting and having fun, like, when bowling, I feel like when it comes to guys and, like, sports like that, they get kind of competitive. But, like, if you're on a date with someone and they're just, like, showing you, like, their goofy side, it's so awkward if you don't give them, like, that vibe back. Like, I felt kind of, like, forcing in a way 
because I felt like I was trying to bring up the energy for both of us. And I just didn't really like it. He's a nice guy. He I have no beef with him. I just like don't really see a like connection. And I think he was on the same vibe as me because I like went a few days and I didn't hear from him. And I wasn't really mad about it because I was like, okay, well, like I'm glad he picked up on it, too. Unless he was just looking for a hookup and the fact that like I wouldn't go over was like a thing for him. But uh, I did text him and I said, hey, I've had a really good time with you. Uh, That being said, I don't really see a romantic future between us and I'm not really big on ghosting so I just want to be up front with you and he responded back just saying like thanks I really appreciate that like yeah I kind of picked up on that and I'm kind of on the same page and then he was like I hope you have a great life and I was like me you too have a great rest of your life I don't want to be a part of it (laughs) I mean this is kind of I mean (laughs) I mean this is kind of selfish but like like Whenever I say something like that to a guy and I'm like trying to be nice, just like let it down easy. And when he says something like, yeah, I'm on the same page. Like, I don't feel the same way for you. I'm like, what? That's rude. And it's like, but it's like literally like I don't even like I take it like to my my ego or like I don't like I take kind of personally and I'm like, fuck that. It hurts. I was just about to say the same thing. I was about to say that's your ego talking because like in my head, I was like, oh, he doesn't want me. But no, I really was just like, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. And then like, I just unfollowed him on Instagram and like blocked him because I was like, I don't, I'm not going to talk to him. Oh, I didn't. Wait, sorry. Sorry. That came off so rude. I did not block his phone number. I just deleted our text messages. I'm so sorry. I did not block him. I don't know why I said that. I blocked him on Instagram though, just because, and like I unadded him on Snapchat because I was like, I don't really care what he's doing. Yeah. Like I don't need to see the rest of his life. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. So Avery, tell us what's been up with you. All right, you guys, I literally just got back from a date like 10 minutes ago. But let me just say, I am so thankful to have this podcast. And like, because I feel like I'm able to preach to friends that I like don't have. And like, I just am so like glad that I have this to like rant to. But okay, so for this date, I'm going to keep it like, I'm going to keep the background short, but I'll like keep the date in detail. So basically, this guy. I met him at the Office Depot. He got my number. (laughs) And then, like, he was asking me questions, like, all throughout the week, like, texting me, like, oh, so, like, what do you like? Do you like this? Like, do you like this TV show? What do you do for fun? Like, if you can go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Like, literally, like, an interview throughout the whole week, like, an interview. And, like, first of all, I thought it was kind of cute, but also it got kind of old towards the end because I was like, okay, he's asked me, like, 30 fucking questions at this point, but whatever. Anyways, went on the date tonight, and I don't know. It was fine, but it's kind of like the same as Riley. Like, this guy was very, like, boring to me. Like, he had a personality, but just the personality was boring. I was bored, and I feel like there was no spark. There wasn't any, like, funny banter, and, like, yeah, like, we he like made good conversation but it wasn't any conversation 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 converse conversation that was like super interesting you know like I wasn't really into it and so I text Riley and when he goes to the bathroom and I'm like hey like this guy's definite no and I'm like so sad because he was so cute when I met him and it was like really fun and flirty when I first met him but now I'm like okay my hopes I'm like let down and so I text her and I'm like, it's a definite no. I'm just bored. It's not fun. And I'm like, I want to go home. Right. And then so she calls me and she like makes it this excuse that our pipes burst. 
but our vibes burst and I'm like I was like oh my god like isn't in my room like what's happening like do you want me to come like should I leave and then she was like yeah like I need you to come and so basically I just told this okay um he did just follow the podcast so oh my god Avery you were like in the middle of telling this I know but I have to say this because what if he listens to this episode and I'm like on here like just shitting on him like that sucks I feel so bad I'm not the type of person to do that (laughs) but like anyways it's for the podcast whatever no hard feelings we are really out here risking our reputation for y'all so the least you could do is share (laughs) that's all I have to say back to Avery's story (laughs) yeah seriously um but anyways yeah so she tells me about our pipe bursting and I'm like oh shit I gotta go home so I tell him And I think he kind of knew, kind of didn't, because he was like, I'm sorry if I'm being too quiet. And I was like, no, like, oh, my God, it's fine. Like, you're not quiet. Like, it's just boring. I didn't say that, but I was like, (laughs) in my mind, I was like, it's just boring. Like, you know, I was just like, whatever. It's not really, like, worth my time. And I'm not someone to just, like, run away on a date if I'm just bored. Like, usually I'll sit it out and let it happen. But I don't know. For some reason, I just could not take any more of this. I was just like, you know, I got shit to do. I got to go home. Like, you know. We got to record the podcast intro. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's that experience. I literally just got home. And yeah, love you guys. Thank you. All right, guys, we are so excited to welcome Faith Hopkins into the studio with us today. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Faith. Um, So Faith Hopkins is a local Nashville musician. She is out here killing it, (laughs) writing banger after banger. Stop. Stop. She also is going to share some of her personal experiences with love and music. And we really hope that you enjoy what we have to say. Oh my gosh, yeah, thank you so much for having me, you guys. This is so weird. It's so formal. They're like my best friends. So this is so like formal. I feel so honored. I'm um, so excited. To be on this podcast, I'm a huge fan. Um, Listen in daily. <laughs> I mean weekly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yes, I'm so excited. So Faith has been in a few relationships, and she's <laughs> currently in a long-term one right now. Mm-hmm. And so... As you can tell from our episode today, we're talking about, like, how do you know when you're in love? Like, what does it feel like? And if you've been in love, you probably know. But for those of you who haven't, we wanted to share her story and, like, hopefully it can help you and, like, help you understand what love is, what it feels like, healthy love versus toxic love. So we're just going to, like, jump on Mm -hmm. into that with Faith today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, My friends kind of know me as a serial monogamist. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) this episode is fitting, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) So, yeah, I've been in um, three, I'd say, serious relationships. One in high school was toxic. So toxic. Um, Wow. Yeah. Very. Uh, and yeah, we can get into that later. But then I dated another guy um, at the end of my senior year. He's the sweetest. I have no bad things to say about him. I'm pretty sure he fucking hates me, but it's okay. Are we allowed to cuss? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> of course. I literally was Are like, you you. Kid- have you listened to our episode? <laughs> I have, but shit. Okay, fuck. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we cuss a lot on this podcast. It's kind of like a character trait of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes, it no bad things to say. Such a sweet guy was totally the right person for me at that time in my life. And I'm so grateful for him. It just wasn't, we weren't meant to be together. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. He, I, we broke up when I went to college and then I found 
I found Connor, who is my boyfriend now, <laughs> quickly. So yeah, uh, I have a problem. Some might say, but okay, uh, it's not a problem. <laughs> no, but I love him very dearly. We've been dating since freshman year. We're seniors now. We took a few months off. Yeah, as yeah. Some may know, um, but yeah, I feel like it was kind of necessary for us. I think he had his demons, I had mine, and we needed to figure some stuff out. But yeah. um. Yeah, it worked out really well. We're doing really good right now. So good. that's so good. Yeah. Me and Riley were talking about it kind of yesterday. Yeah, but yeah, we, we can dive deeper into that too. Yeah, I kind of want to like, should we tell like our friendship story and like how we've all yeah, like, let's came together real Cute. quick? It'd make a fun little intro. Um, so if you listen to the friend groups episode, uh, you might have heard us refer to the mom of the group. Um, <laughs> this is her. Yes. <laughs> this is the mom. This is the mom. I take she, that title. <laughs> she comes prepared to everything. She's always down to listen and give good advice. Aww. But we love Faith so much. We <laughs> <laughs> starts crying. <laughs> we do. We want to like hype you up. Yeah. Um, Avery, tell us what did y'all meet and like how did y'all become friends? Theta. Theta. Yeah, sure. for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank God. I mean, that Theta. was when I was dating. I don't think I can say his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And then, like, then he was friends with, like, people, like, who are currently in our friend group, and, like, they were friends with Faith, and then I met you through them, and then we yeah. all, like, gone to Theta, you yeah. know? And oh then, like... Oh, my gosh. What a time. I know. Uh, Freshman year. I am so nostalgic. Faith yeah. and... I think Faith and I met kind of through Theta, but more through Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we met through Connor. Yeah. And it was such a blessing. Like, we got close. I remember what it was even such happened. A, it was such a weird we way. We met at the elevator in Patton, mm -hmm. and he was like, y'all are going to be best friends. Now hug. And well, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And, and we were like, what the fuck? I'd be uncomfortable. It was so weird, and then but he it was, was like, so great. He would, like, parent trap us mm -hmm. into hanging out. Like, he would be no, like. No, dead ass. He would text me and be like, oh, come study on the sixth floor of Patton. And I'm like, okay. And I go up there, and it's just you. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> uh oh, wait, he did that? Yeah, no, that he did that stuff all the time. Wait, it was so, so tendy, cute. though. I know. It was. And it worked out well. It did. Oh, my God. So well. <laughs> Look at us now, lassies. But, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, always so awkward because he was, like, talking about you. And I hadn't met you yet. And I was like, okay, well, like, there goes, like, my friend, whatever. Like, you know, like, guys get in a relationship. And, like, you got to mm -hmm. set the boundaries. You can't do that stuff anymore. And, um, you know, like, just, like, hanging out and coffee or whatever. And so I was like, okay, like, we're probably never going to see him again. No. And then he kept being like, Riley, you have to meet Faith. You have to meet her. And I was just like, okay, like, whatever, sure. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And then... It was whenever we bumped into each other at the elevator. Yeah. And then. <laughs> a monumental moment. <laughs> it was like so random. I was getting in and y'all were coming out mm -hmm. and he was like, best friends. <laughs> He's like, hug now. And I was like, what the fuck, and Connor? We were like, I was so <laughs> mad at him. I was like, why are you doing this? You're like, me? you're making this really awkward. It was so funny though. Like he's really good to keeping friendships. Like he, I remember freshman year, like he had all these friends and I. I had y'all, but not really <laughs> close. I, like, kind of clung to him because he was, like, my safety net. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Faith, um, you need friends. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I started crying. I was like, I don't want friends. No, I want you. And he was like, Faith? And I was like, you're right. You're right. I'm being crazy. Uh-huh. Yep. I need friends. And then ever since then. Yeah. And I had friends. I just, yeah. he was my safety net for yeah. sure. No, that but, was kind of me too freshman year with the guy yeah. that I dated. Like, he was definitely my safety net. And then he introduced me to y'all. Mm -hmm. And then that's, yeah. Then it, like, went on from there. But, yeah, yeah I definitely clung to him too. Growth. Yeah. So I feel you. Growth. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But All right. So we're going to, like, dive into the, Let's do the it. questions. Okay. 
So how many times would you say that you've been in love? Um, I've been in love three times with all those people. Mm -hmm. um, different kinds of love, obviously. So my first love was, we'll call him Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough. It's you know who you close. are. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so I was just so infatuated with him, I think. And then, like, I was so young, too. And, yeah, it was just awful. Just, like, think of the epitome of a toxic love. Lost all my friends kind of thing. Mm. They all hated him. Mm -hmm. Like, he wouldn't, like, he'd blow up my phone saying if I didn't respond quick enough, my parents would have to take my phone away. I think we were both really young. I know he's grown a lot now too, and he's probably amazing, an amazing person now, yeah. but we just, it was just very, It was very bad. Like y'all brought out the worst yeah. of one another. Oh yeah, it was awful. I had to go to therapy because of it. Like, yeah, just the whole terribleness of that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. He did <laughs> teach me a lot though about yeah. how, I'm honestly glad I got that one out of the way, the toxic one first, because now I know like, oh, you know that's the a tendency yeah right yeah so i'm very glad that i experienced it i just hate how long it took me to get out of it and i'm so glad i did get out of it but yeah he's he's still friends with a lot of my friends and yeah i think we've both grown a lot so it's, yeah i don't hate good. him anymore but i definitely did for a minute and yeah. i think he hated me too <laughs> so it's okay it was mutual it's this fine. is kind of funny he broke up with me he the last time we broke up because we he broke up with me probably nine times and I went back to him every time wow. just to put that in perspective. Wow. The average time, um, like with getting out of especially toxic relationships, it usually takes, I think it was seven breakups yeah. before it's actually official. Oh yeah, and I was like, Ugh, yeah, like yeah, just so awful. But yeah, this is like hilarious now. So traumatizing and sad at the moment, but mm -hmm. <laughs> now you can look back on it. And oh laugh. yeah. I'm like, you crazy girl. Um, but he was awful, but he broke up with me. So he like one is one of those guys. So I'm from Huntington beach, California. And a lot of those guys think they're like from the South there. It's hilarious. They like fly, tr um, flags on the back of their trucks and like go like, what? it's so weird. That's um, interesting. Picture that for Huntington. Beach. It's just, just Huntington. It's so odd, but it's hilarious. And this Tommy had like a forerunner and he would like do all that shit, go off-roading. And it was like, it was fun, honestly, but he was obsessed with his car, like obsessed. He like oh, yeah. was that one of those guy. people. Um, and yeah, he was working under his car one day. Um, and I went over cause I remember like, I don't even remember the details, but it was like in a class together and I didn't want to do his homework or something and he like got pissed at me oh <laughs> how and then, dare you not do oh, his how dare you? yeah no this is the perspective and then I saw in someone's story that a younger girl they had ditched third period or something to go um so that was earlier in the day and then later in the day they had ditched third period to go to Starbucks which was like across the street uh but he had a different girl sitting on his lap and <gasps> I like saw it on someone's snapchat story and I was like pissed and I was like why the I was super insecure too, mm -hmm. which didn't help. And I was like, why the F like, is this girl sitting on your lap? And he was like, there was no room, blah, blah, blah in the car. So she had to. And I was like, he was like, well, I need to talk to you after school anyway. And I was like, fuck, um, I knew it was coming. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get broken up with for the ninth time. <laughs> Let's do this. So I went over and I was like, Hey, you told me to come over. Uh, and he wouldn't get out from under his car. And he was like, yeah, we're done. And I just heard him. Oh my I could God. Only see his legs. And he was like, yeah, we're done. And I like had glass. I remember I had my little pink circle Ray-Ban glasses on, like oh. bawling underneath them. I was like oh trying God. not to show him. I was crying. I was like, Oh, okay. 
<laughs> and I just left. And that was the last time we did it. And I remember I have never cried harder till this day in that car driving home. It was really? actually so sad. Well, I mean, yeah. My heart breaks for little me. Yeah. Well, that's what, like, you know, toxic love does. Mm-hmm. Is It's so addictive and it's so, I mean, it's toxic. That's yeah. just, like, the thing. Um, Crazy. But it's hard to get over and, like, you know, you get so, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch on the podcast, but you get all these dopamine hits and serotonin and oxytocin and it's addictive. It is. And so that's why the pain of losing a toxic love is probably one of the worst pains in your life, even though it's the best thing for you. Yeah. It was so weird. Like our highs were so high and our lows were so low. That's when it's like love Mm -hmm. is the drug. And till this day, I've never had that. This sounds kind of awful, but I don't mean it that way because remember, it was very toxic. But mm-hmm. till this day, I've never had that big of a high, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But it was not healthy. But yeah, after Tommy, um, he after that, I, it was like prom season and I had didn't have a date and he was planning on asking one of my friends. Uh-uh. So I had no one to go with and we were in the same friend group. So it was just awful. And this one guy... Uh, who the second guy ended up dating. What should I call him? We're just going to call him um, T. I did call him T. T. Yeah. Okay. But there's nothing bad about him. So if he hears this, you're like, still I care nothing. about you. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. But um, T came along and he, we had never really talked before and he just thought I was cute and he asked me and it was so fucking cute. And I literally was just like, asked you to prom. He asked me to prom and how, it was wait, like, wait, how did he do it? So <laughs> like all my friends, like he was like, this gorgeous boy at our school like he was the beautiful mystery man like quiet sweetheart tall blonde hair just an angel honestly and yeah my friends blindfolded me and I was so confused I was going into T's house and he had so he had like a greenery wall Mm -hmm. and he wrote prom in lights um, and like twinkle lights. That's so sweet. So it was like literally so cute, but like we had never talked before. Yeah, it was just so tender. Then we just started talking and then he honestly was like the one that got me out. I think I would have gotten back, gone back to Tommy if it weren't for T. Yeah. So yeah. he, yeah. that is so hard to say. I think of that with names. you, Avery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I would have ever gone back, but I think it would have been so much harder to not to Mm -hmm, if he didn't come along i definitely would have like honestly like i still like get nightmares about it like till this day like how long i would have been in that relationship Mm -hmm. if it weren't for that new guy and i loved i loved t i did so it wasn't like i was using him or anything because that love was real in that moment my feelings ended up changing when i left for school um and that was hard on me because i cared about him so much but honestly, with him, he I was having to be the sunshine in his life a lot more than he was in mine. And it wasn't his mm. fault. He had a lot of issues he needed mm-hmm. to deal with. But it was more like weighing me down. Mm-hmm. And I loved him. I did. And he loved me. And I, I do think I broke his heart. And it broke my heart leaving. But I knew I needed something new. And it was just best for me at that time. And then literally, I'm awful. But like two months later, I met Connor. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, shit. Like, like, why am I like this? And like, oh my gosh. But I, that was a whole different feeling with Connor because he was the light in my life. Like he brought me joy Mm -hmm. and he treated me well. And he was this person that I never even knew could exist in like that mm-hmm. honeymoon phase lasted you guys yeah. like yeah holy shit I have never felt that 
in my life, like that stability of mm-hmm. happiness. Like even though it wasn't that peak and then that drop, it yeah. was that like stable, Stability. happy. And it was, yeah. and it was so, oh my gosh, amazing. But obviously honeymoon phases end. I literally, like me and him were talking about this the other day. Like I thought he was perfect. Like I was like, is there anything wrong with this human? I was like, you have friends. You, he's a Libra, so he needs balance. Mm-hmm. So like he would <laughs> hang out with me and then he'd be like, okay, I need to go have friend time. And I'd be like, whoa, like this is healthy. Like, like yeah. <laughs> you like understand yourself. Yeah, like, it was you know like, what you need. And he's edgy. If you know Connor, he- uh, That's so uh, refreshing. Yeah, he had the best style. Mm-hmm. Like, he has great he, style. Uh, so just like sweetness, he loves God, um, which was like a big thing for me too that I wanted in someone. And yeah, just, I was like, this guy's perfect. And then obviously you find the flaws in the people. Yeah, You find flaws. And actually I thought this was interesting and I was thinking about it as I was driving over here. Y'all on your last podcast had, you were saying something like when you guys get that ick for those Mm -hmm. guys, when you Mm -hmm. realize about all their flaws, whether that be like, yada 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 i don't even know the way they choose the way they chew their food yeah the way they choose their food or the way the way they pronounce words like stupid things like that um or how they handle situations who knows but i think that i knew i don't even know the like how to word this right without sounding stupid but like real love like i knew it was real love with connor when i saw his flaws and i loved the flaws like i never had that ick with him um and that's when I knew I was in love with him, I think. When I was like, oh, you aren't perfect. I see the ways you aren't perfect, and I still, it makes me love you more. Yeah. You Aww, know? Yeah. So I think that is love. And me, and I think we've all talked about this at some point, is, yeah, seeing every side of a person and being like, oh my gosh, I love you for that anyway. It doesn't mean you can't be annoyed with people yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that happens, let me tell you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but still, yeah, I think. I think that's love is seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is kind of random, but one time, like when I was dating someone, the guy asked me like how I knew that I loved him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, you're like, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I even thought about it, but I'm just going to like, just go off of like my brain or like whatever. And like go off like, what's 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 it called the Your gut yes go off my gut yeah <laughs> sorry i don't know what happened i'm gonna go off my i'm gonna go off my <laughs> stop my that was brain. so cute i love you i'm sorry you Thank got you. it you got it um what was i gonna say okay yeah so um okay he asked me he was like how do you know like that you love me like what is it to you like what does love feel like and i was like honestly like it's everything that you just said but also what i said i was like I know that I'm in love when I love who I am inside the relationship and mm. outside the relationship. Yeah. You know, like Definitely. you don't, yeah, like it like changes, like you're not like some different person with them. Yeah. Or like with your friends. Mm-hmm. You're just like the same person and like you love the person that you are. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And it's always that saying like you can't love someone until you love you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I always thought, like, I always heard that and I was like, yeah, like, totally. I love myself. Like, I love myself. But, like, so me and Connor actually took a break for a few months this past year um, for our own reasons, like I said earlier. But during that time, like, I realized, like, how much I wasn't in love with myself. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I thought I was. And I was like. Me too. (laughs) Like not like in the, yeah, not in that conceited way, but just like loving myself and also like, okay, this applies. Loving myself and recognizing my flaws. Right. For Mm -hmm. myself as well. 
Um, Which is so hard to do. It's yeah. so hard oh to like gosh. face them and be like, yeah, yeah I have this problem, you know? Definitely. And it's another to thing to like try to fix them, mm-hmm. you know? Like it takes so much like determination and motivation. 100%. Yeah. And it's something like you have to actively choose to fix and work mm-hmm. on and like, you know, it's not just something that like you can be like, oh yeah, I know I, know I need to work on it. Like you ha- actually have to do the work in order for you to like heal that part of yourself. Right. Definitely, 100%. And I think with what I've realized in therapy with me and Khan and just like myself in general that like I, okay, mom, I love you. You've done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but so I've just like watched my parents' relationship. They have a great relationship. They've loved each other for hundreds of years. I don't even know how long they've been married. <laughs> I'm awful. Yeah. But um, they're still together and they love each other very much. I think they just communicate differently than I need to communicate with Connor. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I had been going to my mom with this, these issues and I was like saying them in certain things she'd that she would think that I should be upset about. And in reality, it didn't upset me that much before I yeah. told her. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Avery, you do the same thing. Then they're done that. Yeah. And nice. I, I overshared with my mom and she'd give me advice and I'd be like, me and Riley were talking about it and I'd get amped up and I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm mad. And then I would go and tell, talk to Connor about what I thought I was mad about. And then he would like deflect with all these good good points and I was like yeah. fuck you <laughs> yeah and like I didn't know what to say and I was like oh because it wasn't my original thought that yeah. sounds right. awful of yeah. me but I just relied so much on my mom to help me because when you're growing up you're like you learn from a young age your parents are always right mm-hmm. yes Quotes. yeah they're always Quote. right yeah they're like you're young they're like don't stick your finger in a light socket because you will get shocked and if you stick your finger in a light socket you're gonna get shocked yep and you can't cross the street without looking both ways or else you're gonna get hit by a car sure enough you also get hit by a car when you go across the street without looking like <laughs> things like that like survival tactics that you rely on your parents for right like so you're trained to think that your parents are just right in every mm-hmm. situation and mm-hmm. i've had this earth shattering time (laughs) over the past month or two that oh my god my parents can be wrong and their ways can be wrong and my mom's advice can be wrong and it just didn't not even wrong but it just didn't work for me and Connor for you yeah so that was something I've been realizing like oh my gosh this is mine and his relationship and I have to figure out what makes it worth it to me like what I want to struggle with. And my mom has a problem saying sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, mom. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but God, I hope not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, my mom listens sometimes, but like what I'm saying is stuff my mom knows about herself. Like my mom yeah. knows she's stubborn and like that is rubbed off on me and my sister, you know? Mm-hmm. And so me and my sister, if me, my mom and my sister are in a fight, it's really bad because none of us can admit we're wrong. Oh yeah, you know, one hundred percent. Like, and for so long I blamed him. I was like, "You can never say sorry." And then I'm like, the reflecting time was like, "Oh my god, I can't never say sorry." Either. Yeah, and I got that from I think my parents and just me in general being stubborn. And I don't blame my parents for anything in me and Connor's relationship that has gone south. But I've just realized a lot of stuff. Just um, realized that like it's not their relationship, and like whenever your mom gives you advice, she's kind of just talking on her experience Mm -hmm. and her life experiences. And so 
Yeah, and her 100%. life experiences aren't the same as yours, and her relationship isn't the same as yours. Right. Exactly, which leads me, actually, to my point that I was going to say earlier about therapy. Amazing. My therapist is amazing, and a lot of the stuff I'm saying is from her, so plagiarism, but she's amazing. <laughs> and today I was like, I'm going to be on this podcast today for my friends, and I have to say what love is, and I'm like, I, th- I think I, I like I think I'm in love, but I've been like overthinking it. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is love? And she was like, Faith, if there is a definition of love, it would save everyone a whole lot of heartbreak, don't you think? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Because mm-hmm. I was literally asking her, what is the definition of love? And she was like, I don't know, girl. I don't even know if there is an official yeah. definition. It's so hard to describe. It's not because there's yeah. so many different types of love. There's like platonic, and there's like familial, mm-hmm. and then there's like relationship, relationship, and like you're right, intimate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she was telling me how it was interesting. There's like so in therapy, there's like a bowl of like mints, and she was like, "Faith, we could each take a mint right now, and it would taste differently to both of us. It would smell differently to both of us. It'd feel differently in our mouth. Oh my god, that sounded so weird. <laughs> like things like that. Like but it yeah. would just be di- our perspectives and our feelings about the mint would be completely different." Just mm-hmm. relating to love. Like, love is so individualized and colorful based on your colors. Like, mm-hmm. right. it reflects and, like, what your needs and wants are. And she was telling me all this, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, and Elise, our roommate, or my roommate, um, she always says that relationships are, like, snowflakes. Um, and that's just so, <laughs> kind of sounds cheesy, but it's so true. Like, yeah. every relationship is different. Everyone needs something different in relationships and that's why we date to figure out what we want mm-hmm. um right. but love is so unique to everyone and i think that yeah it's just something we're gonna have to search for until you know i think that's what yeah. love is you'll just know and right now I th- yeah i know i'm like i think i know yeah. <laughs> but it's like you don't know what it is until it's right in front of you exactly so wow. that's just my long drawn out perspective yeah but. no that was amazing like damn you got your shit together oh like, my gosh no i'm like honestly like really amazed <laughs> oh my gosh well thanks it's been a that was been key. a good growing year for yeah, me that honestly. was a therapy session for me just oh now low-key so glad i can <laughs> help <laughs> so with your current boyfriend connor when did you like was there like a specific moment that you knew you were in love with him or like how did it feel like like something specific happen Mm. or how did that go about yeah i've been looking at this question for a minute and like we've been (laughs) dating for what feels like a long time to me so it's kind of hard to remember all the details but like like i've never like been a believer in like love at first sight really but i remember like sitting down with him for the first time Cause yeah, this is so funny. This is so Belmont. But like, I remember we went to the calf for the oh first gosh. time <laughs> together. It's like, you want to go to the calf? And I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. So we went to the calf and I remember we were with um, another friend of ours and we were like sitting down and I, and I was just like, was well, this like the first time y'all hung out? So it was kind. Yeah. Okay, this sorry. was like the first, we were still friends. Like mm-hmm. we weren't like really talking. I just remembered he texted me and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah so yeah i went and just like the way he carried himself i was like i'm infatuated with you like that was my mm-hmm. first like i think i love you moment but then no oh my gosh i remember actually oh okay let's okay go, let's go let's go okay so maybe we cut that out but i'm not sure i literally was like trying to brainstorm while i was talking but so infatuated with him the first time i kind of hung out with him and then i remember i 
had gone to dinner with like one of his family friends or he invited me to dinner or something and we went and we got ice cream after and I like he dropped me off at my dorm and just we had like the sweetest night like it was just like so like Mm -hmm. new and exciting like one of those things and like it was probably the first like two weeks we had hung out and I was so excited um because he was just such a joy like that's how Mm -hmm. I explain him you guys know him like he is such a bright presence in my life and yeah he just like attracts people to him with his personality you know what I mean oh my gosh yeah he's absolutely hilarious and so good looking uh (laughs) which helped (laughs) that was definitely a bonus for you oh my gosh (laughs) absolutely um but yeah and I was just sitting I remember in my dorm room with my roommate freshman year and I looked at her, I was like, I think I love him. And she kind of looked at me and thought I was crazy low-key because she was like, Faith, you've known him for two weeks. And I was like, That's no, crazy- I think I'm going to marry him. And she was like, uh, okay. She's like, that is literally a crazy thing to say. Like, yeah. I literally said that to Elise. I was like, I think I love him and I think I could marry him. And she was like, okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't sure. believe me at all. Okay. And here we are, like, still going strong. But, yeah, and I think, like, those moments of, like, reminding myself not reminding myself or just remembering I love him like have been happening a lot lately too we've we've been back together for what almost three months now Mm -hmm. since our little break and just like it's a whole new relationship in my eyes like we worked on ourselves and now we're at this place where like I can say sorry now which is huge in a relationship um Mm. he never really had that big of a problem with it I was always the stubborn one but he can say sorry which I do love about him too but just like I feel like we respect each other so much more Mm -hmm. and like we both do music Connor's an amazing musician his voice is like better than Justin Bieber I'm not I'm literally not kidding. His name's Connor Moy. You should look him up on Instagram and uh, Spotify. He's got a bunch of stuff out. He's literally so talented. So for a while, that was actually really hard for us, both doing music. Yeah. Um, Did you feel like you had to compete with one another? For a while, I didn't feel that way. And I don't think he did either. And then I think we both got to a point where we were like really insecure for a lot of different Mm. reasons. And I think it started happening in music too. And like, he got a manager and I didn't have one and he was writing with all these people and I just oh yeah and he tried out for the voice and American Idol and Mm -hmm. Songland and like they wanted him and I was like oh my gosh he has so many of these opportunities I want that Mm -hmm. and I was jealous I was like oh my gosh but I was also so happy for him but I was like it was hard to be happy and Mm -hmm. I hated that about myself because I wanted to be happy for him because I loved him but it's just hard doing it was hard doing the same thing and now I feel like we both are just so excited for each other now. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that was a maturity thing, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this time apart, I think we've realized like if we're going to have this lifestyle, we need to choose to be supportive and always be there for each other no matter how the other person's doing. So that was just a part of our struggle too, honestly. But um, what we've both realized is that like – this it's not a cake and just because he has a slice of this cake doesn't mean there's less of a chance for me yeah if that makes sense he's a boy I'm a girl we're kind of doing different genres like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day that wasn't what it was about I think we had a lot of struggles and we're overcoming a lot of them and it's just felt so different and like I don't know I'm scared that's gonna change honestly but like I'm giddy again like I was in the beginning and it's so fun and like he is my 
my best friend now, like, which is, it's just amazing. I feel like so cheesy talking about all this stuff, but like, if you knew us, like, this is like crazy how like much we've matured mm-hmm. in ourselves too. Yeah. And like me and Avery have seen it, you know, yeah. yeah, just like being around y'all and like, you know, kind of through the ups and downs of y'all's relationship. And I can honestly say like, I've always thought that y'all have always looked so happy together. Like, even whenever y'all were going through the tough times, like, Mm -hmm. y'all always still had that love for one another. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I've always loved him, no matter what. No matter how many times I wanted to scream at him. Yeah. There's always been love there, which I... Something about the love topic is that, like, I was so obsessed with what the definition of healthy was. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, for so long. I was like, what is healthy... And what does that mean? And for so long when we were broken up, he'd like want to get coffee or things like that. And I'd be like, is that healthy? Like, can we talk during this (laughs) time? Like I was overthinking everything. And healthy is the same thing as love. It's so individualized. Like my therapist was telling me that she has clients who how they communicate is they scream at each other or they have friends that they scream at each other. But my therapist was like, if my husband ever tried to communicate with me through screaming he'd be sleeping on the couch and she was like but (laughs) that works for that couple and that they choose like that's how they want to communicate and that works for them and that's how they do it but she's like that doesn't work for my relationship and for us we were trying to navigate what was the healthy version for us I think, but I was always so set on that definition Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find it and it was tripping me up. And I was like, what is the definition of being healthy? And I think, and I even wrote a song about it, um, easy. And the hook was, what's it like to have it easy? Cause we were fighting a lot and I thought you weren't allowed to fight at all. And a lot of it was me too. Um, just maturity things and things like that. But like, I don't know, just realizing you have to, First of all, just because you're in love doesn't mean you're compatible. You can be in love and like cannot communicate well at all. Yeah. yeah. Me and Connor could not communicate for the life of us for a hot two months. And that was the downfall of our relationship for a little bit. And being in therapy and learning things about myself have helped me and him learn how to communicate with each other. And patience is a virtue, Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. which I'm struggling with and things like that and it's been really hard growing together and it's been terrifying thinking about growing apart so just I think everyone knows this but like communication is so important but yeah yeah, you can love someone and not be compatible and I think I was obsessed with that too and I was like are we compatible is this healthy like I kept asking those questions and being in therapy just kind of made me realize like oh like there is no standard it doesn't hurt my feelings with these things that Mm -hmm. I thought did like that upset my mom, like things like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, and we work now we're communicating on what we want to work on and we were just working at it. And I'm honestly so proud of myself and him. Like I've grown so much through dating him and I think we've pushed each other a lot. And I think that's a big part of it that people get too comfortable with and fall out of too. Yeah. Um, in relationships in your early 20s, too. So, yeah, dating people is hard. We always talk about how we wish we met five years from now. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we wouldn't have to struggle through this. But 
it's worth it to us if that yeah. makes sense and that was so long like so much of a tangent to, like, <laughs> sorry grow together you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean to go back to like the definition thing that you were talking about of like what healthy is and like the competition that you guys kind of had I literally feel like I live off definition. Like I love having things defined in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I love being like the, what are we talk? Like, you know, like I have to be defined like, or I feel like sometimes I have to have things defined like 24 seven. And I always like, it's hard because there is no definition. Like you said, like, Mm -hmm. and like with the competition thing, I always, um, feel like I'm lacking in a way compared to other Mm -hmm. people like oh they're doing this I'm not doing this I need to step up my game it's again the thing where it's like individualized where Mm -hmm. it's like you have your own path like you're where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. you know and like same with the definition of what healthy is for you and same with like you know how you define things for you definitely Mm -hmm. yeah I was thinking whenever she was talking about the definition of healthy I kept thinking back to you Avery whenever we would Whenever you had gotten out of that toxic relationship. I, know, I was thinking about that too. And you kept just saying, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. Yeah, I want to mm-hmm. get to That's be. That's immediately what I thought yeah. about. And I remember saying to you one time, I said, okay, well, you say you want to get healthy. What does that look like? Right. What does a healthy version of Avery look like in yeah. the future? Like, yeah. pict- like picture her and like write down the characteristics and like then that's what you can strive for because – I kind of had the same thing with myself and that was like a journey through like my therapy and stuff. But I was the same way of like, I want to be healthy, but I had no idea what that looked like until my therapist actually was like, what does that look like to you? Right. Like, what is a healthy Riley? And then I was like, I don't actually know. I just thought I would know when I felt it. (laughs) You know what's so interesting um, is that I was watching (laughs) Criminal Minds. You Um, love Criminal Minds. I love me some Criminal Minds. Um, And they always have these inspirational quotes, either at the beginning or the end. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's at the end. At the it's end. <laughs> After they've the, solved they're flying, the, yep, they're, they're flying the plane. They're <laughs> flying the plane. They're going back home. Just solve the case. Just save that girl in that man's closet. You know, no there one you ever really dies. Have you noticed that? Maybe in the beginning, one person does. But they always, it's like a. Well, there's like five or six people that die before like the one that they get on the case. That's does. true. But it always makes me feel so good because I'm like, oh, they saved someone. In reality, I feel like that doesn't really yeah. happen a lot. Anyway, (laughs) totally off topic, but they have these inspirational quotes and one of them was, I don't remember who's it from or who said it, Mm -hmm. but, um, it said, you don't find yourself, you create yourself. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so interesting. That is so true. Yeah. Because on this topic, like you don't find that healthy version. You create that healthy version of yourself. You set those boundaries, you write out what you want it to be and you create it like you can create yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. so inspiring. Like, yeah. cause yeah. I've been like, oh, I'm finding myself in my early twenties. I'm like, where the fuck am I looking? Like, yeah, <laughs> where do I look? Yeah. Someone give me a map. Like, Someone tell me yeah. holy shit. And it's just like taking it into your own hands and be like, I'm going to create the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Like really spoke to me for some reason. Yeah. So you're like, I know what I like. I know what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go do that and create the best person that I can be. Absolutely. It's yeah. a choice. Like Riley yeah. said. One of the things that, worked really well for me is I wrote a journal entry and it was like, where do I see myself in a year from now? And I like wanted to write down all the characteristics that I had and like what success looked like and meant to me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what I wanted my career to look like. And there's still a lot that, you know, that's just going to go with time. 
but mm-hmm. it just yeah. kind of helped me admit to myself the things that aren't so great and the things that I want to get better at. Right. Yeah. There's this quote that I saw that says, do your long range or long-term goals match your daily lifestyle? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. yeah, you have to like, you know, put in work every day when you mapped out those goals. Like you said, like, what does this look like to me? Like, that's when you put in the work like every day and like making sure they match where you want to be in the future. Yeah, that's cool. This is um, on the topic of journaling, but Mm -hmm. I think journaling is so important. And for a while, I didn't even know how to journal. I'd be like, what am I doing? I just kind of like write and then I read it back. I'm like, (laughs) ew, I'm a loser. Literally. (laughs) All these feelings, gross. Seriously, but a girlfriend of mine from home, um, she's really into manifesting Mm -hmm. um, and I never really have. I think, but, okay, I think prayer is a form of manifestation. I agree. I yeah. write down my prayers a lot, Because even if you're, like, praying, you are still saying things that you want and you want to work on. And, like, mm-hmm. you're saying it out loud or, like, at least in a voice, like, even if mm-hmm. it's just in your head. And so just by doing that is already so powerful. Yeah, yeah. but what she taught me, which has, like, been so cool, because I was never a believer in manifesting. Mm-hmm. Um but so I would take my paper and I would fold fold it into four or like draw like yeah, a little, little cross squares. for four boxes. And in the top left hand box, you write three things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And in the top right hand box, you write I am. So I am grateful for Riley, Avery and my Starbucks coffee today. <laughs> little things. Yeah. Yeah. I am smart. I am pretty and I am talented. Simple. Yeah. Things like that. The bottom yeah. left hand corner, you write so it's I have and you make up a story so what I was doing for a while is I I really wanted a producer that I could count on and I really wanted to have a song that I felt like I would listen to if it wasn't me mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah um and so I wrote down I have worked with a well-known producer that can give me insight on things that I don't wasn't aware of mm-hmm. um or can teach me new things and that's very talented and I have a song that I would listen to if it wasn't me and I'm very proud of my work and then so you you manifest it you write Mm -hmm. something you haven't done yet yeah and then on the right hand side you write I feel and you write your feelings for how you you would feel if you were to accomplish what you had written down and so you wrote I am so excited I'm so proud of myself and I can't wait to grow more so and I'm now working with a band called Nightly here mm-hmm. and they were producing a few of my songs and I have songs that I never thought I could write before. Yeah. And I'm so proud and I can't wait to release it. And just looking back on my journal, I was like, oh my God, like I did that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's manifesting, just putting it out into the universe. Like you can accomplish it. Like yeah. you just simply can. Um, but that was just like, like a even little just saying like tactic. you want something. You know, I'm really tearing up. That makes me like, oh my god! I know. (laughs) Like, stop! Like, I I feel like like, is she crying? Is she okay? Like, (laughs) no, I'm so like excited for you, but like that, like, oh my god, I'm actually like crying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I'm okay. I'm pretty sure. That like like, really resonated. Yes, because like I've been like lacking motivation Mm -hmm. for like quite some time, and like Mm -hmm. I don't know why, because like usually I'm like so motivated and I like love to be busy and I love Mm -hmm. to be accomplishing things, but like. I think that, like, makes me believe that, like, I can, like, do things. Yeah. 
Steve. I love you so much. No, I did not expect that. And honestly, hun, <laughs> I let it out, girl. Like, I have been. I don't know if we're allowed to talk, not allowed, but talk about God this much. I don't know if our listeners are religious, but whatever you believe in, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I've been praying a lot for motivation, actually, which is so weird that you said that that's what you're lacking. Because yeah. I have been praying so much for it. I We just got back from school. I haven't been writing a lot. I haven't felt super inspired. I've gained a little bit of weight because I haven't <laughs> been motivated to work out. But surely enough, I haven't been eating healthy and I haven't been trying to go to the gym and I haven't been writing. Like, I haven't. And I was talking to my therapist about it today. And she was like, and I was like, I've been praying so much for motivation and I haven't gotten any. And she was mm-hmm. like, Faith, like, have you ever heard the parable? I think it's a parable of this, this man is stranded on an island and he prays for God to send him um, to rescue him. And a boat comes by and the man goes, oh no, God's going to rescue me. I'm okay. And another boat comes by and he goes, oh, sorry, God's going to rescue me. Another boat comes by. by. Nope, God's going to rescue me. And I'm probably butchering the parable. Anyway, the man dies and he goes to heaven and he goes, God, why didn't you rescue me? He goes, bro, I sent you three boats. And (laughs) so it's there. You're just not taking the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, I don't think motivation is going to come to us. I think we need to start. If that yeah. makes sense. I think Just there are start. signs in my life that I'm not open to that I need to be looking like, oh, that's motivation. Like hearing a girlfriend's yeah. song that she just released. Like that should be motivation for me. Like right. I just got a nannying job. And while I'm so grateful to have this nannying job, I don't want to be a nanny. Like yeah. that's yeah. motivation. Like I need to think <laughs> of that as motivation. Like these little signs in my life need to motivate me you know what i mean so i don't think motivation comes i think you have to find it just do it and even if it's just Mm -hmm. like i agree if you dive all in day one you're gonna exhaust yourself yeah it has to be these small little minuscule changes to your life and like something that i've been doing lately that really helps me is I don't sleep in past ten thirty anymore. Oh my god! I'm unless I'm unless I'm hungover, like that's a different story. <laughs> that's if different. I if I was out drinking all night and up until four a.m., mm-hmm. that's a different story. But like, I've started going to sleep earlier and I get up earlier and I make myself like this is like I've a noticed. morning ritual. I make myself breakfast and I sit there and I drink my coffee and either like I'll catch up on emails or like even if I have like an eight a.m. class, I'll get up do the class and then after that like not let myself go back to sleep right and then go make myself breakfast and like have this little like morning ritual that kind of sets me up for the day i need to do that i've been meaning to do that for so long and i could sleep till 4 freaking p.m Mm -hmm. i'm awful but yeah yeah i think i need to do no yeah i was gonna say like i i think something that's like help for me is like i don't Oh, I don't really do it anymore, but I should. But, like, I I used to, like, not look at my phone whenever I woke up. And I would oh, just, yeah. like, get up, go shower, get ready. Like, not even look at my phone. Like, go eat something. Like, sit for a moment, you know? And mm-hmm. just, like, have the morning and, like, relax and chill and not be so like in like a I don't know stressed out mind state you know like I would like have like a relaxing morning take a minute to myself think about what I'm gonna do today you know Mm -hmm. and then like go get my phone and then Mm -hmm. start the day yeah that's a healthy way to do it yeah I started doing that (laughs) definitely like kind of unintentionally my sophomore year Mm -hmm. and it just changed like sophomore year is a really pivotal year for me because I feel like I had so much growth that year Mm -hmm. and I can't explain why I think I just had like all these little 
tiny changes that I made in my life that I feel like helped me become more successful and more motivated. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. There's still like days where I'm like, I'm not doing anything today except watching TV. Yeah. You know? And that's okay though. Like, I feel like you can have those days if like you have like that balance, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. You know what time it is, guys. (laughs) It is time for shitty things. And we are going to have the lovely Faith Hopkins kick it off for us. Oh God. This one has been on my heart for like, six years now actually oh god it's so bad i was a bad friend um (laughs) for a moment i was too i had a story of my bad friend i I heard that one it's kind of similar if i'm being honest okay good thank god um (laughs) so um i had to have a best friend from home i have multiple best friends i feel like but best friend from home um we'll call her mm, ruby her name's not Ruby, but we'll call her Ruby. Okay. And there was this older senior named Garrett. His name isn't Garrett. Uh, but yeah, Ruby had had a crush on Garrett for like years. And he was a senior and we were sophomores. So okay, older it, boy. Older boy. He was good friends with Tommy from the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode. They played uh, lacrosse together. So this guy was older and he was so cute and he was the head of like asb which was like assembled student body at our school which is like a cool thing to be in at that time yeah and i remember i was dating tommy for so long that i was like not even looking at other guys and then once we once we broke up there was like there was like a month or two where i was like roman mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. Living and the single life. before tea and i remember i had a sleepover at a different girlfriend's house and her she lived on a golf course and we would always sneak out of her house to Mm -hmm. go hang out with people on the golf course Mm -hmm. and garrett lived around the corner with some friends and this girlfriend that i was having a sleepover with uh ruby wasn't there i'm awful and this friend was like we need to go to the golf course like we're meeting garrett and the guy she was hooking up with and i said this to this friend i was like I can't do this to Ruby. I was like, obviously y'all are hooking up. We're probably going to hook up too. I was like, I can't do it. And she was like, it's fine. It's fine. Like she'll never know. And I w- just cause she wasn't thinking either. We kind of had the guy been- was saying that. No, we weren't with the guys yet. Oh, it was, it was like just the us girls. preparing just me and this girl getting ready to go over to the golf course. And I was so nervous. I was like, I can't. She's like, Ruby will never know. It's fine. They weren't dating, but it was just like, she had a crush crush. Mm -hmm. and they had hooked up a few times too. And so we went to the golf course. Surely enough, I kissed him while her and her thing were doing their thing. Mm -hmm. And I felt so guilty the next day. It literally was haunting me. And this girl who had, I had gone out to do it with, um, she, she told Ruby about oh, it. Of course she did. <laughs> of course. She's like, nobody's going to know. She's like, yeah, no one's going to know. know. <laughs> and they were in the car and she told her and, and Ruby didn't talk to me for so long. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. She was my best friend. I, I hid it from my friend. No, but I didn't want to years. tell her. I, di- I didn't tell her until she just came in town. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's scary. Su- such a scary thing. And I was also so insecure after dating Tommy and just like, it was such a confidence boost for me that this older boy thought I was attractive and like, right. it was such like a crazy so feeling flattered. to me that someone older thought I was cute. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Like, 
and just stupid me got caught up in it and I did it. I don't blame the other girl for telling me I did it um, to do it. But yeah, it just sucked and we weren't friends for a while and she's still my best friend till this day. I love her so mm-hmm. much. But like, <laughs> yeah, I did that shitty thing and it was a fucking shitty thing. Yeah. And I yeah. still look back and I like cringe, you know, when you like think of something, you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't worth it. Like, it wasn't worth it. It was so, it was so awful of me, and she yeah. was so sad because she really liked Aww. him. So it was really messed up of me. But that's my shitty thing. You're yep. not the worst, people. Nice, <laughs> thank you. You're not the worst. You are not the worst. Aww. All right, guys. My shitty thing this week is the fact that Pittsburgh reached out to me. Avery, you knew this. No, I what when what wait when did he reach out to you i swear i told you this no you did freaking not i'm shook when did he when did he reach out to you oh my god it was while you were at the um birthday party um it was saturday night and it was right before i was about to leave to go to a friend's birthday and i just i was like in the middle of like i was about to call one of them and then all of a sudden Pittsburgh from Hinge pops up on my phone, like as my contact. I'm not going to say his name, but that's his contact name, his name from Hinge. So right now we're going to call him Pittsburgh from Hinge. His name popped up on my phone and it was like that, like stomach drop. I was about to like throw up. The room started spinning. I was like, holy shit. And he just said, hey, haha. Ew, I hate that he has, like, no legitimate reason. He's literally just starting off with, hey, haha. If he would have texted me something along the lines of, like, hey, I've really been thinking about you a lot, and, like, I want to take you out, that would have been a whole nother story. Right. But the fact that he said, hey, haha. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so weird. Like, he just made it weird by saying that haha, you know? But then part of me, this is so bad, but part of me wanted to answer and be like, no. Like, just no. And then the other part of me wanted to answer and say, what do you want? And then the other part of me was like, don't answer. So that's exactly what I did. I decided not to answer. And then I blocked his phone number and I blocked him from Instagram. Because before I had him restricted on Instagram, but I like fully blocked him. Honestly, I would die if he DM'd the you're not the worst account. Like, I think that would be so funny. I know that would be actually so funny. I think that's such like a power move though. Like, don't you feel like such like a badass just like blocking him and like not even responding, like not even giving him the power of like your response, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like so shook. I was like, what the fuck? Like, is this real life? Like, I don't know. I thought he wanted nothing to do with me and like, whatever. I think he's, I'm sorry, mom, but I think he's probably just horny. He reached out to me on a Saturday night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was just like, hey, like, what are you doing? Come over kind of situation. But also, like, part of me loves the fact that, like, I could have responded. But, like, by not responding, like, he was like, damn, she just, like, really doesn't care. But also, there's a good chance that he's been listening to the podcast. So maybe he did it because, well, maybe he did it because he saw, like, he heard I was going on a date. Right, that's what I was going to say. It's like he got a little bit jealous and he was like, damn, she's like going out with other guys and I'm just back here like missing out my all my chance. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I thought it was kind of funny, though. But then also it like it kind of fucked with my head a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Here's the thing, guys. I'm about to open up. I'm about to be vulnerable. Take take it in and enjoy it while it lasts because it doesn't happen often. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I was driving home from work today and I was listening to another podcast and they were saying something. And I don't even remember what they were saying, but it kind of like triggered that like I miss him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, in my head, I just wanted to be, like, I don't know. I was just getting all these, like, sad feelings and, like, kind of, like, missing him in a way. And then I was, like, no, Riley. That is your brain tricking you. That No, Riley. Like, that was your brain tricking you. And that was your brain, like, craving the love potion that we've talked about. Like, the oxytocin, the dopamine, the serotonin. Like, that was just my brain, like craving those chemicals so it was like tricking me into thinking that I missed him which I don't unless he wants to commit to me <laughs> yeah I think with these other guys that you've been seeing like he was the one guy that you were actually kind of invested in and that you were vulnerable with so it's different when he would reach out to you versus like when any other guy would reach out to you like that yeah like I've been on some dates in the past and like I don't know like just nothing really came of it but with him like we just had a lot of chemistry in a way and I really like felt like I connected with him like in a way that I haven't connected with someone in a long time but it's not worth it because in the end he doesn't want the same thing I want that hasn't changed and so like I know it's not gonna happen. Yeah. All right. So for my shitty thing this week first off it's not that shitty but I'm pissed and I just feel dumb. So Basically with the guy that I talked about in the intro of our last episode. So, you know, I was like, I said no to him two times before about hooking up with him and hanging out. And so like this time that he finally hit me up, I was like, okay, whatever. He's asked me so many times, like might as well see what's up. Well, you also hit him up in the beginning. You were the one that even offered that and put it on the table. And he turned it down then. And then he asked you a few times and then you turned it down and now this is the time you're talking about. I just want to, like, clarify a little bit. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Um, No, because, yeah, that makes – yeah. So, like, it makes it less confusing. So, basically, um, this weekend we, you know, had a huge talk about hanging out. A huge talk. We had, we had a Snapchat paragraph talk about hanging out. And, anyway, so we were like, okay, whatever. Let's just do it. Fuck it. Who cares? And then I texted him this weekend and I was like, hey, like, what's up? I snap texted him. I hate snap texting, by the way, but whatever. And he was like, oh, like, I'm playing poker. By the way, did you say something to your ex? And I was like, what? No, like, I haven't seen him or talked to him in months, like, literal months. Like, I hoped I never see him again, you know? And then he was like, oh, well, okay, just because, like, we were playing poker tonight and he was there. And he all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just goes, if you hook up with Avery, I'll kill you. I'm going to kill you. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, are you like, you're kidding. I was like, first of all, that's just so fucking weird that he would say that out of nowhere. And also he has no control over what I do. You know, like, I don't give a fuck what he says. Like, like, fuck that shit. You know, it made me like fucking mad that he said that. And then anyways, he was like, yeah, it was just so random and weird. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was just like, dude, like, whatever, fuck that. And so Basically, he was just like, I don't know. I don't want to have you over here tonight just because, like, the guy that lives with me is as big. And I don't want to, you know, have things be super dramatic when he says that, like, this night. And then you come over the same night. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I get that. So we were like, okay, like, let's wait till tomorrow. 
And I was like, but also I don't give a fuck about what he says because like, who cares if he says yes or no? Like, I don't care. Like he's not relevant at all in the situation. It's between you and me. Like, dude, like it should not matter. Right. And I'm like, well, there's also like a bro code aspect of it, you know, that he's probably thinking about, especially like during that whole situation. Like he is probably like, okay, like I should respect bro code. Right, just wait a day and then we can hook up. <laughs> is basically what he said. But anyways, um, I mean, I wasn't even trying to hook up really. I was just trying to like hang out, you know, have a little fun sesh. And then I texted him and I was like, yo, or no, we were like talking about hanging out that night. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to get, or he was like, okay, get home from this concert at this time, like my house to yours. And I was like, I can come to yours. And then he was like, okay, like, I'll let you know when I'm home. And I'm like, okay. And then he never fucking texts me, never texts me, like never says anything to me the next day. And like, I don't, I like haven't said anything to him at all since then, but I'm just like, what? I'm like, you were so persistent over a few months about being like, let's hang out. Like, why can't we hang out? Like, what's the difference between me being your friend's ex now versus then? Like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, like you asked me so many times now you don't even fucking let me know. So now I just feel dumb that I did that. Yeah. I think too, like it was kind of more about the chase for him. Like it might've been more fun, like trying to like convince you to come over. And then finally, once you were like, okay, he was like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. I think so too. I think this is like a definite chase situation. And I mean, like I get it, but now I'm just kind of like, all right, I don't want to have to deal with this anymore. And I was like, if my ex is going to get in the way of this, like, no, it's not worth it. No, it's really not. And I'm like, dude, like if you can't go grow some fucking balls and just say like, fuck it and hook up, like then you're lost, bro. (laughs) Then you're lost. Then you're lost, bro. (laughs) Bro. I thought you were just talking about how you hate saying that. Bro or was it bra? It was, I hate saying bra. And so now I'm kind of saying bro, but I always say dude, but I'm just going to go with bra for this situation. As always, you know where you can find us, Instagram and TikTok at you're not the worst podcast. And you can listen to us on a lot of platforms now. We're kind of losing track of which ones, Um, but wherever you're listening to this on, continue doing that and uh, share this with your friends Tell everyone about it. And as always, please write in shitty things. And also go check out our website at www.you'renotthewurst.com and our YouTube channel called You're Not The Worst Podcast. We're going to have our episodes up on there. We have one up on there already. So go check that out. And also don't forget that we release new episodes every Wednesday, as you know. And my personal Instagram is RileyNelson18. My Instagram is Avery Blessing. So you can always give us a follow there. We would also appreciate that. But if you don't want to, just follow the You're Not the Worst podcast account and we will still be happy that you did that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday.